1: Welcome to the Elevators Podcast. My name is Matthew Sky Osborne.
0: What's up? I'm it's your, your girl, co-host. It's Powell. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to let you finish before I...
1: No, you're fine. Scooted on up You've been like now? that all day or all evening or all afternoon. you just kind of all over the place. Like right now, taking selfies. You anyway, Matthew selfie, Sky right? Osborne, uh, Elevator Podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram at elevators1209. Uh, go to the YouTube, the YouTube, go to YouTube and search elevators. Uh, there's a black and white image of us on there. Uh, my website is skyent.live. dot uh, You can go there and I put out vlogs each week release music every week. I do a Be Humane video every other week of the year and the Elevators podcast every other week of the year. I'm not doing the Be Humane. And on top of that, putting out the music and the vlogs every week. Hmm. That's me. That's a lot. It
0: is. What's up? It's your girl, S-PAL, photographer, Dallas, Texas-based, you know, D-Town representer, baby. You can check out the work at spalimages.com. I know I haven't been updating lately, just been really busy working on some things, but I do have a couple of photo shoots coming up, so I will be uploading some some new stuff um, that I've been working on. And um, yeah, that's me. Everything else, as far as the elevators, is what he said, baby.
1: Are We both in the shot there. I think we're okay. Um, all right, so... right. First things first. So we're going to change what we're doing.
0: I don't think it's an announcement to be like. I think we changed. do because if we
1: just don't, if we just start doing it, they're like, well, what happened? I think we have to. I think we need to explain what we're doing.
0: Okay, make it quick.
1: In my opinion.
0: Don't spend a lot of time on the reason for the change.
1: Um, well no I just I, I, we want to change up kind of the uh format, format of the podcast. Um, we want to be more unique and original to who we are
0: more personable
1: more personable something that you can't get anywhere else but here but right here right And how do we do that?
0: Um, just talking about things that are going on in our lives, giving our viewpoints and staying away from the mass of the media, I guess, reporting on the media and just, cause, cause we're just, not news reporters and we're not journalists and us like taking from CNN and shade room and social media period. And then trying to, you know, give our opinions on that kind of stuff when you can get that anywhere,
1: anywhere, it's everywhere, right? It's anywhere. Like you can't escape it.
0: Yeah. So, and that's what, and and, and at first, we were doing that because we needed content. And I think that that was the main thing. We wanted interesting content. But the reason for people coming to our podcast, I think, is because we want to provide you with material that you can't get anywhere else. Right? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, originals. Elevators. First things first. What's on the agenda for the topic? So,
1: I thought we should start from the beginning and kinda give people uh, a foundation.
0: Cool, let me start.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I, know, right? I didn't expect that. I got this.
0: <laughs> I was born by the river. No. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, you're not gonna go no. first? <laughs> Okay. I just, I just felt like that song was just like it was a lead in.
1: Okay, so I'll I'll break the ice. So what I'll do here is I'll talk about what I think is relevant, and you chime in whenever you want. Of course. You know, and just let me know. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's just make it like the old days.
1: Like talking at work.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, The
0: the whole reason why we even came up with the concept of doing a podcast.
1: is because we like talking.
0: Because we like talking, but we have... To each other. Because we can bounce ideas off of each other, and it just seems to work.
1: Yeah. So, um foundation for why we are who we are so i'll try to cherry pick i guess things and not give up the whole boring well i wouldn't say it's boring but i don't know if people would want to hear all that um but ultimately i was born in springfield ohio raised christian um never went to a public school Um, I
0: didn't know
1: that. Never went to a public school my whole life. I was always in private academies, uh, growing up. Uh, first one, (laughs) you're like, that makes a lot of sense now. (laughs) So like.
0: Now I want to ask, no wonder. You didn't know you were black.
1: (laughs) Which is a whole nother thing too. Um, so, and I, and so I grew up in Ohio, Springfield, Ohio, um, and I, I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but it, yeah, Columbus and Springfield are not known for being diverse. You know by goes to Ohio like, ah, oh, yeah. It's
0: like Iowa. But it's a diverse place, <laughs>
1: unless you go to Cleveland, maybe. You know, I wasn't near Cleveland. Um, so raised in Columbus, Ohio, and all the, and I went to these private academies. I went to, I don't even say a Maranatha Christian School was the first one I went to in elementary. I can't really tell you about kindergarten in Springfield. I, don't, I can't really recall that but um so went there Marinetha. i was the only black kid um for like 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 eight grades it was i think there was like maybe three black people in the whole school it was me my little brother my big brother <laughs> and met four and one other guy and so i didn't know i was black <laughs> i guess i could t- i could touch on that That's real quick terrible. Which I didn't know. How do you know? Like, no, you're right. I was a little kid, so I'm playing with all these like white kids and stuff. i was just living my life, birthday parties, you know, doing what you do, playing in the street, playing in the neighborhood, um, going to church every Sunday. Uh, went to World Harvest uh, Church in Columbus, Ohio. Pretty big church. Um, I, whatever. So um, there's a that's a whole another topic. Uh, Churches, we should do that.
0: You want to talk about Not churches? now, but... I was gonna say, that's, that's a lot to cover. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a
1: whole other topic. Um, and so raised you know, and going to church and praying and being in a good family and doing all the things that normal little kids do. Um, you know, water balloon fights. Just normal shit. Video games, burning tires, um, <laughs> stealing things. Um, and then it wasn't until I think like, you know, one of my friends, I can't remember what he said to me, but he was like, um, you know, what's wrong with your skin or why is your skin that color? Um, I was like, you know, what color? You know, <laughs> I look like you. <laughs> I clearly didn't.
0: In his mind.
1: And from there, um, you know, I talked to my mom and dad about it and they told me I was black and... and <laughs> And then, you know, you go through identity crisis where then I'm trying to behave how I think black people behave. You know, so I'm like, oh, I got to do this. I got to talk this way. I got to sag my pants. I got to yo, yo, (laughs) yo. Wait,
0: (laughs) wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me just let me just say I watched a video with um, making Good and Uh she was talking about being enough and she kind of touched on the fact that she was one of two families that grew up in like a, one of two black families that grew up in an all white neighborhood and she just never thought that she was enough because she always compared herself to like the other white people mm-hmm. and um, and she had to realize that she was enough but it took some time in her learning and discovering that. Yeah, that I take, thought that was real deep. Yeah, that takes time.
1: Um, And it wasn't until my mom and dad are from Tennessee Tennessee. Um, My dad's from Mount Pleasant, which is a small town outside of Nashville. And my mom's from Memphis. And so growing up, my mom would uh, take us, or mom and dad, um, married, still together. Um, How long have
0: they been together?
1: Like 30-something, 40. I don't know, years. Beautiful. Long time. Mm -hmm. And so they would take us to Memphis. Okay. Now, if you've been to Memphis, you know what the demographics are in Memphis. It's the exact opposite of Columbus. Right. Where like if you see a white person in Memphis back then it was like (gasps) what are you doing up here you know (laughs) and so there was where I got a lot of my um, my culture and I got to learn about you know um, myself and and people that look like me and just just kind of get to discover who you are and it was it was a different kind of feeling because I didn't realize how much that affected me seeing a bunch of little kids that looked just like me now that I was aware of it I'm like they're all brown right (laughs) you know so it was cool we all it was it was normal for them that was life for me it was like it was like a little heaven it was weird you know it was was just fun I'm like these are my people (laughs) um then we did other things like getting in um, fights and we had fighting rings and Things that my older brother did oh, with us. I don't, I, don't know that that's relevant. Okay. Um, but again, I got a lot of my culture from Memphis. I took that. I remember. I can't remember the first time I went, but I took a lot of that back to Ohio, and thought. And then I thought I was a tough kid because my grandma. I don't want to say it was the ghetto, but it was maybe the ghetto. I mean, it was. And where
0: were your grandmother's? Yeah, in Ohio? like
1: I don't. It, it was low-income housing, you know. It was the, I mean, I think somebody probably like, it's the ghetto. The hood. The hood. The yeah, hood. It's the hood. Say the, it's you the know. hood.
0: That sounds better than the ghetto to me. Yeah, because I'm like, it wasn't
1: the ghetto. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, you know.
0: It was the hood where all the black people were. Where all the, the black West people part. were, yeah. And, you know, lower-class white people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I took all that, what I was learning in Memphis, back to Ohio, thinking I was tough.
0: How long were you in Memphis?
1: We would go and stay the whole summer. Oh, yeah. Mom I did that would go down I... and just, we would, she would leave us in Memphis.
0: Yeah, I did that. I'm from Arkansas, so we did that for summers up until I was like 15.
1: Yeah, they would leave us in Memphis and dip. They would be like, we're going back home. You guys are going to stay here for two months. We'll come back and get you. Right. When it's over. She let us with my grandma, Big Mama.
0: So y'all needed some culture.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing about Big Mama was, I thought that I had the only Big Mama. Right. I didn't know that that was
0: traditional. traditional. Pretty much every black family. <laughs>
1: Everybody's like, "I like friends." Are like, I got a big mama. I'm like, no, I got a big mama. You can't call your grandma big mama. I got a big mama. So a lot of culture shock. Um, so that's that. Being raised um, in that environment, going back to Columbus and being in private schools and all that, and then church. Um, I want to say my my view of the world was very limited. I thought I was watching the Cosby Show and Cosby Show and all that. I thought my only options were to be a doctor or a lawyer. Mm. I didn't know that you could do other things in life, and so I'm like, I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer, or I'm going to go to church. I'm going to have a family and I have this like you know, real structured life. But this is me at like, 15, 14 years old coming up with these ideas um it wasn't until i got to um ohio state university where i go from royal harvest christian academy which was the second academy i went to where we had uniforms and all that my graduate class was like 32 kids so i go from a a graduate class of 32 kids to a freshman class of like
0: oh your eighth grade class
1: no 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 um Graduating from high school.
0: Oh, 32 people? Yeah. Wow.
1: 32 kids in my, like, I'm probably 30, 33, 32, something like that. I don't know if it's that number. Um, Going from that graduating class from senior high school to a freshman class in college of, like, a 1,000 freshmen, you know, from all over the world was mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I
0: can't even imagine what that's like. I think my graduating class was, like, 300.
1: See? (laughs) Didn't know that. Um, I'm leaving a lot out because I don't want you to make. I want to make it sound like I went from this extremely sheltered environment to this open world environment. In high school, um, World Harvest Christian Academy, in, in my opinion, consisted of a lot of black kids from East Columbus, and so I was, and there were a lot of public school kids that their parents were sending there to get right.
0: And I can, and probably also for like athletic scholarships and stuff there, because you had yeah. a better chance of being a better prospect if you came from a school like that. Maybe versus the.
1: There were some known Henry public, public schools, schools in the area, like Eastmore and, and some other ones I can't remember. I think we get noticed, but we played Catholic schools every now and then, and they Catholic schools are always getting looked at by colleges. They were also getting scouted. Um, So I I was saying that to say, I I didn't go from this extremely sheltered to this, it it was kind of like that, but I was getting a lot of stuff in high school um, that was preparing me for the world, and I was getting some of my, um, like all my friends in high school, my good friends were all black kids, black guys, Um, a lot of them picked on me, I was talking about this the other day, because I got along with girls real well, and what I (laughs) said about that, I was just real friendly with them, they liked me, I liked them. Oh, really? Okay. (laughs) So... I got picked on a lot. A lot of a lot of guys messed with me. I wasn't real good at basketball. I was okay, but I wasn't like doing anything.
0: Why'd they pick on you?
1: You don't have to ask them that. Did I can only tell you, names? you I can only tell you what I why I think they picked yeah, on you. Yeah, that's me.
0: what I'm asking. Tell me why. Um you think they picked on you.
1: <laughs> maybe I was threatening. I don't know. Because I always like Oh Lord. <laughs> I always was very confident in who I was and I liked who I was I never felt like I had to be ashamed for being who I was and I I liked myself and I don't think that people liked some people liked that I was like myself so much right now I said that I don't mean like I'm cocky or anything I was just very comfortable I like being me
0: It sounds like you had a lot of joy though like so and I think that makes a person happy on the inside is when they you know yeah when they're content with who they are
1: all I liked who I was. I liked my good friends. Like, um, I, I don't want to put them on Front Street, but you know who you are, man. I grew up with this guy.
0: Hey,
1: Amen. <laughs> and me and him were really good friends. I think mainly because he accepted me for who I was. I accepted him for who he was. And there was never any competition between me and him. Mm-hmm. Me and him were just able to have fun. Okay. And he got girls. I got girls. There was never like any competition between me and him.
0: That's always a good thing. Yeah, because I mean, you don't have somebody trying to one up you like what you wearing today, right? You know, you don't have somebody always because trying to they're insecure, them. exactly, and they're fucking with me, or they they feel like oh whatever you can do, I can do better. Yeah, they ain't and I those think, type of people.
1: I think some of that may have been going on um, because that one. One I'm talking about is like the only guy I really got along with, and the other ones just kind of mess with me a whole lot. Um so, I, I, you deal with that, and that's, not, that's nothing unique to me. I'm, everybody goes through stuff like that. True. Um, and so, but I posted this picture on...
0: Throwback um, Thursday? Throwback Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. So, you saw the picture. I saw the picture, yeah. I'll,
1: I'll put it in the video. Um, and so, I was talking to a few people at work, and they were like, yeah, it looks like you had it real hard in high school. <laughs> I'm like... You look
0: straight like a pretty boy. I'm
1: like, I actually did. Can you imagine how much trouble that got me in
0: I I can't I can imagine the trouble you got yourself into because of it but not don't don't, don't make it seem like the situation no, got no. you No, what into I mean trouble. by that
1: is okay, so imagine me in in that moment, in that gym. Yeah. With everybody's girl. Okay. <laughs> These are other dudes' dates. Okay.
0: And they all want to take a picture with you.
1: They want to take a picture. I don't want to say it was necessarily with me. That's just how that picture looks.
0: Right, except for that one girl on the end. She like this. Yeah. <laughs> she was that your she, date?
1: No, she oh. was not my date.
0: <laughs> she looks she upset. Is, She is
1: cool as fuck. She's actually one of the coolest people I ever met. I'm mad that we don't talk to her anymore, but she's real cool. She. Oh, okay. That wasn't her scene. Oh, okay. That was not her scene by any stretch of the imagination. she that was, I think she didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did not. look happy. She was unimpressed. In the purple dress, baby. yes. Yeah. Off to the side. Yeah. But
0: you can still see her. She's just like, I'm not even going to smile for this shit.
1: Yeah. So, um, that got me in a lot. That got me in. T- but ultimately, I think I had a real good experience throughout high school and going through shit and then going to college when I found out that. I think the first one of the craziest thoughts I had was, like, I had a conversation with somebody, and they were talking to me about NASCAR. I don't know why we were talking about NASCAR, but they were like, you know, NASCAR, man. This guy was like, I think he may have said something like, I'm going to leave here and go race cars. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, man, I think I'm going to get into car racing. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we're, we're, there's a class for that?
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you not have cable?
1: I had cable. but The whole thing is, I never connected the dots growing up. I didn't know that all that was accessible.
0: That there was something different.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so I found out that you could do that. I dropped out of college. Hey,
0: did your parents <laughs> tell you that this is what you were going to do? Like no. You're going to graduate high school and then you're going to go to college and major no. and become a successful, whatever? No. Okay. no. No. Did they um, have a conversation with you about options?
1: Yeah. I was my mom, not that my dad's not hasn't been supportive, he has absolutely has, but I was terrified to tell my dad I was dropping out of college. Cause he's paying for it. You know what I mean? And so and he's like, you know, this is my son. How's he gonna provide for himself? What's he gonna do? So I was like, I'm leaving, I don't feel this isn't right, I can't be here, I can't be in school, I need to do something else. I feel something else inside of me that wants to get out. I can't really explain it to you and tell you what it is, but it's there. And I need to do something with it. Were you already
0: doing music at this point? No,
1: no. Um, I was not doing anything but just school shit. And so I tell my dad I'm dropping out. Mom was like, you know, cool. Don't do anything you don't feel like you need to do. You got to find your own path. told my dad. Dad was real concerned about me. Long story short, I ended up publishing that book. What and,
0: book?
1: Um, your Supernatural Healing Begins Now. Are you messing with me?
0: I'm, saying, you want me you, to talk about it? You, no, no. I just want you to let them know because they don't know what book you're talking about.
1: I wrote I a book when I was 19 called Your Supernatural Healing Begins Now.
0: Wait. You got, <laughs> your Supernatural Healing Begins Now. Yeah. Your, by Matthew Osborne. <laughs> you can Google it. You can go you, look it up. It's a picture of him <laughs> with a herringbone with on. <laughs> Did you have a herringbone? That was 1999, yes. I get it, I had one, I had a (laughs) herringbone bracelet, necklace, and anklet. I'm just saying, I'm just making sure that I'm specific so that y'all recognize it when you see it. Google it.
1: I wrote it because there were a lot of people in my life dealing with shit, and I I wanted to help them, I didn't know how, I didn't know how to help them, so at that point I was going through a real spiritual phase in my life, wasn't sure where I stood with God, um, having been raised in the church and God having God and Jesus shoved down your throat. um, I kind of felt something different, didn't really know what it was, wrote the book. book talked about spiritually healing yourself and having the right mindset and all this other stuff that you can that I believe that you can do to help yourself do better. Once I published that book and published it on my own, didn't go through a publisher, and this is back before the age of the internet. Hello?
0: I'm listening. I just I really want to Google it and see how much they charging for it.
1: I don't think you can get it anymore. Um, this is before the age of the internet, so this means I'm like I'm like before the internet is what it is now. So I'm online searching um, for whatever's like I can find. Phone numbers. I'm calling pu- uh, printers and stuff. I published a book. Um, my dad $7. helped. Seven ninety five. My dad helped me pay for it. Once he saw me do that,
0: it's out of stock, guys.
1: Yeah, I still got copies if you want them. Um, once my dad saw me do that, I think he relaxed a little bit. He was like, my son's got something. I think he's going to be okay. And from there, we're going to do all the stuff I'm doing now, which I don't think we have time to get into. I don't I don't think so. Um, but I think the whole point we were trying to do with this is talk about a foundation for who we are. Um, I think that... At the end of the day all the experiences that i've had have made me a very spiritual person not a religious person i believe in god not probably in the traditional sense that most people do when you talk about like jesus and all that um i believe a little differently i believe there is a god i don't i couldn't tell you what his name is or its name i don't want to say he uh or she just the being. um i believe in the creator um, all these experiences have come from me going through life, going to the church, questioning things. Um, I've never been one to just take the information I'm given and be like, yep, that's the truth. I've always wanted to know the truth about everything I was ever doing in life. And, and seeking that growing up has led me to where I am now, where I believe I'm a very self-sufficient person. Um, I think we were talking about this earlier. I don't pray, per se, I may just talk to God. Uh, you may say that it is praying. I do say that it is praying. Um, so I feel like I kind of just jumped around there. Oh, um,
0: so yours cut off too. Yeah. Hmm, interesting.
1: Um, I don't know how clear that was. But that's just a little bit about who I am. I think maybe if we wanted to go more into specific topics about growing up, we could probably do that. I don't want to take up all the time talking about myself here. Mm-hmm. We want. I want to get something on you.
0: Okay. Well, I am originally from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, country town. Actually, it's not even Pine Bluff. It's called Moscow, Arkansas. Yes, way way down. Moscow. Moscow, like like Russia, but yeah. it's Arkansas. It's like 30, 45 minutes outside of um pond bluff but i was actually born in pond bluff but i was raised in moscow and um real country town i i didn't the white people there were were the white people with money like you drive down the street and you see cotton fields and you see um paper mills mm-hmm. and where my grandmother stayed the church was right across the street like walking distance so it was never a, a we're not going to church because it's snowing or it's, it's raining too hard or anything like that so I grew up Baptist, and it was church every Sunday when you know we would go home for um, for the summer vacation. But I think I left there when I was like six. My mom moved to Dallas, and then she brought. I have five brothers and sisters, and so after she moved, she brought the girls, which was me and my sister. And then I think a few months later, my my three brothers came down with us. Did mm-hmm. I say I have five five siblings? It's five of us, so I no, have I four siblings. And so, yeah, first the, the t- me and my sister, and then my brothers came later. And I've been here in Dallas since I was six years old. Um, so I, I never had an issue with like color. Mm-hmm. I don't even think any kid has ever called me like a nigger or anything like that. Like you know how like you hear stories about little white kids calling you a nigger when you were small, mm-hmm. and I have friends that experience stuff like that, but. In the hood that we grew up in, I wouldn't say that it was lower class, but it was all fun times, you know, hanging out every day after school with your friends. Certain parts we couldn't go through because the cut—that's where they, the, the drug dealers, hung out at. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't go over there to that part of the um, the street or whatever. But
1: Boxtown, Memphis—that's,
0: I mean, that's pretty much it. I grew up in as a baptist in church so i've always had that foundation of god and Mm -hmm. jesus christ being my my savior so it's never been oh there is no jesus christ there's only god Mm -hmm. um and then as i got older i started like going to a non-denominational church okay and i mean that's it and i've been going to non-denominational ever since so your
1: belief system hasn't change.
0: at all it's always been the same i always i always pray i always thank god when i wake up in the morning if i'm having a problem and i need someone to talk to I'm probably gonna go to god first if not my best friend mm-hmm. you know because i just feel like he's always been there for me and everything that i've accomplished in my life i don't give myself the glory i know it's god looking out for me that's how strong my faith is mm-hmm. and it's never been a time where i didn't trust him or i didn't put my faith and believe that whatever i wanted i was gonna have if not in my timing in his perfect timing yeah I've always believed that there's never been a doubt. And I and I think even if there was a small little, you know, part that doubted it, um, that must seed faith, you know. I always knew something was going to work out or come through. And I pray so hard to him if I'm going through something. I always feel that pressure has been relieved. And, you know, I feel much better. I can't explain it, but I, I, I'm so, i a firm believer. I stand on that.
1: Are you talking about your relationship with god or the church
0: my relationship with god i have i have my own relationship i don't believe that i have to go to church every sunday um, to have a relationship with god I, I think that your own relationship is personal You know, and you can go to church and get a good word, Mm -hmm. but you have to apply that to your own life, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to understand like what you want from God, how you want him to bless you Mm -hmm. and what you need to do in order to get those blessings. Because you can't just show up in church and think that you're going to automatically be be blessed. You'll get a word and you may understand, Okay, I need to improve in this area or I need to be more given or I need to be more forgiven. And you may hear something that applies to a situation, but that relationship with between you and God, that's that's the spirituality. That's between you and Him. That's personal. Okay, and that's what I feel like I have.
1: Um, now you don't have to go here if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had? Do you believe that you've had any kind of divine intervention or experience with God directly, or is it a thing of faith? <sighs>
0: I think, um, here's the thing. I said, you don't have to go there if you don't want to. I won't, I won't go into personal. a whole lot of detail, but I feel like we always say, we talk to God, and how do we know when He's talking back to us? You mm-hmm. know, how do I know that He's responding to me? Mm-hmm. You ever feel like, man, something told me to, to do this, or something told me not to do that? Mm-hmm. Something told you? Something told you. God, did God tell you and you didn't listen, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, as far as divine interventions, I'm sure I have. Okay. It's, it's, it's always been like, um, I just, I can't put a finger on it, but I think my whole life has been something that I knew like God provided a way for me. A
1: series of Events, things?
0: Things that have occurred in my Mm -hmm. life that that are unexplainable that I know that it could have only come from God. The blessings that I've received, I know that it could have only come from God. The position that I'm in right now, I know that it's favor on my life and that could have only come from God. I don't credit myself for that, so divine interventions as far as when i was younger i had an experience you know i don't want to i don't want to talk about it but mm-hmm. i had an experience that i could attribute that to you know being something of mm-hmm. god but every day and like all my blessings everything that i've gotten i think it's because i believe
1: okay okay um yeah i was curious because i've kind of had like what you're talking about i kind of had a um, an averse reaction to that kind of belief. Um, I don't want to say I'm a cynic, but this is what it was for me. And growing up in World Harvest Church and having that shoved down my throat growing up, like we had to go to church on Sunday. We had to do this. We had to pray for this. And that was, my mom and dad said that was all because they wanted us to have you know morals and they wanted to have us grow up and be good people. Um, I would... I would listen to what they I take everything literally by the way. so if I, if if the pastor's preaching on Sunday and he he preaches this thing and says this thing and then I see him behave differently than how he he's preaching, or I see people do things you know that are just a 180 from what they're saying. That's where I start to have a disconnect and, I and I can... have my struggle with: Is this real, or are they just bullshitting me?
0: Wait, you—you can't.
1: But I—I I mean, I got somewhere from that. Okay. That point, I'm just not where I am now. Right. But I'm saying that began my disconnect from traditional routes of being with God, if you will.
0: Because you allowed, you judged. God based on someone else's relationship, well, this relationship the, with him? Yeah, because That's not fair.
1: No, but no, but wait, cuz I'm like people are talking to me about God all the time. People were in church, I was in a grew up in a Pentecostal church. So I get people getting um possessed of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, you know, you know
0: i yeah.
1: But you you know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. So I would see that going on.
0: I've never been able to speak in tongues like I prayed for the gift of tongues when I was younger. You know how you (laughs) see it? You'd be like, man, I can't wait till I get that.
1: I would see. Okay, so I see all that. I see people talking about God. And I'm literally sitting there like, I'm going to be real. I'm like, I never met this nigga. (laughs) God? Yes. Okay. I know you're going to have issues with how I'm talking about this, but just go with me. Because let me preface what I'm saying with this. If God is everything that you believe He is and that people say He is, I don't personally believe there's anything I could do that would that would offend Him. I'm gonna pop up and say something down here. He's like, oh, oh, Matt, oh no, He's like, come on. If I'm offending you, I don't think you're God. If you're being offended by what I'm saying, I believe that it's it's probably possible that His feelings could be hurt, or he could be like, ah. Oh. I expected more from you. man. Like, come on, man. You know? So, I don't think... I, I almost feel like I have a duty to question God and things that people present to me. Because I don't... I, I believe in faith. I understand faith. But I'm like, I need to have... If this is going to be a thing in my life, I need to know this shit is real. Okay? Don't talk to me. Not saying you, but I'm like, people just got to have to this now. I'm like, ah. I don't, you know, I need something. I need something tangible. I mean, you keep talking about this stuff and believe and believe believe. So you're
0: basically like, prove yourself. Prove I something. Prove to me something. who you are.
1: I needed something. I was like, I need something because I'm like, you, you'd be telling me all this stuff with no evidence.
0: Versus me who, who just believes mm-hmm. and... I'm like, here's the thing. I feel like if if we are where we are today, and if we're created by giving birth, then how was the first person born? I think that was enough. Who created all of this stuff? So you mean it was just... Was I don't it? know. Poof. And it was all here. And I think that's what kind of convinced me. Like, there has to be a God. Look at all the beautiful things. Despite all of the stuff that the the bad stuff that we see going on in the world. What about all the beautiful things? You know, it's just like one person always focusing on the negative. What about the positive stuff? You know, you can't let the negative outweigh the positive all the time. Although sometimes it does. So with, with that being said, if, you know, if giving birth is the way that the first person was created, I mean, the the people that we're created, we procreate. How was the very first person created then? Because it has to be a first, right?
1: I don't know. And what I mean by that is, I think when we talk about that, we talk about it from a human perspective, which we would have to because we're human. That's how we know. We would say, well, this has to to this, this, and that. I don't think we could even begin, if you believe in God, I don't think we could even begin to understand that level of intelligence.
0: True, but I'm just but my whole premise is how did it start? And because I don't have the answers, therefore I'm forced to believe this way and I don't need proof because mm-hmm. pr- I have enough proof. Look at look at you, look at me.
1: Okay, so I'll say this, um because I wasn't willing to believe blindly I needed to conduct experiments. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, that's fair.
1: <laughs> because I'm like, I'm reading the Bible. It's telling me all this stuff. I'm like, nah. You know, like walking on water. You know, all that. I'm like, come on. You know, my like, it sounds like a movie. So I'm reading this. I'm I'm very skeptical, and I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, giants, David and Goliath. You know, Samson. <laughs> you now granted okay
0: some things do sound a little far-fetched i get
1: it you know i was having personal issues with um even jesus and if i offend you i'm sorry but i i have i'm not ashamed of my journey
0: hey i believe in jesus so so
1: long story well with jesus i think it's entirely possible you ever play the game of telephone
0: I don't know. It may be called something different. You're from Ohio. Where,
1: like, you get like you like line up ten people, and you tell the person on the inside. Yes, end something, I have. By the time it gets to the end,
0: I don't think we called it telephone though. We called it something else.
1: Okay, but by the time the information gets to the end,
0: it's just completely switched up. It's right. Something completely different than what was told from the beginning.
1: How can Jesus not be a game of telephone? What I'm saying by that is this:
0: How he could have been maybe, Jesus.
1: Maybe it's possible. That Jesus could have been just a real charismatic guy. That a game of telephone over the years, now this guy's walking on water. Now he's, he's healing people. I don't know. It's I I personally have issues with, and this kind of leads into my story here. I personally kind of have issues with any human being claiming to be Jesus. Or claiming to be God, I should say. Any man. Because think of it like this. Hold on. Think like this. <laughs> Think like this. If a guy walked in here right now, it was like, I'm the Son of God. I am Jesus. You would have a hard time believing it. I would. Because it's right here, right now, in your face. But you remove that, put it thousands of years ago, it's easier to accept, in my opinion. Because it's not something you're dealing with directly. So that's why I'm like, when people start talking to me real like, hardcore about Jesus, I'm like, eh. All I'm saying I'm not saying it's not true. <laughs> I'm just saying I would I would have some questions. Okay. Cuz if any man showed up claiming to be God, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know about that, man." I don't know. But how 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 do I verify that information?
0: You know how you verify? <laughs> you you sit down and you talk to him. And he's going to tell you about some things in your life that nobody else should know about.
1: Maybe. So all I'm saying is for me, my journey was I needed truth. I wasn't able to accept faith.
0: So okay, so tell me how what happened. What I'm
1: getting at. Okay. So I was literally talking to God, saying, you know, hey man, if you're out there, if you're really weird, if you're really real, show me something. Because this is bullshit. I was actually like to myself, like man, if I piss off this guy. Maybe he'll get mad and do something. I was because I was almost desperate in my life for something.
0: You you was daring him him yeah, to show himself. I was to
1: you. I was like like thinking I'm on trick. <laughs> like you right? don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, like, fuck this, man. Like, you ain't real. Whatever. Like, come on, Come on now. So doing a lot of that, questioning it, there was and I, I said, I'll tell you this. This was this is extremely personal. I will tell you this. Um, do you know in the Bible how it says uh, how blasphemy um, is like a, the unforgivable sin or something? I don't know if that's in the Old Testament or New Testament, but something about if you blaspheme God, you're damned to hell. Something that's in the Bible somewhere. Again, I said I don't know. I can't remember if it's Old Testament or New Testament. It's probably Old Testament. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament is hardcore. Okay, and so I was like. This is how serious I was about getting the truth.
0: You cussed him out.
1: I was like, I. And you got to think, my mindset, I'm like, I'm willing to risk my life to find out if this is true. Because at that point, whether I personally understood it, I kind of believe, based on my parents bringing me up in, in church and all that, that God was the authority like church all this was like this is what it is yeah. if I do this if it says it here this is, the, this is the truth this is what it is so I'm like so if this is true if I blaspheme God he'll kill me so I'm going to do it and see if he kills me <laughs> I did that and I, when, when I say blasphemy, I didn't really know I don't think I fully understood what that meant so, I'm like walking around like, I blasphemy God. I'm like saying it out loud. I blasphemy you. Just giving it to him.
0: You're just saying that or are you just like swearing? I'm like, saying,
1: like, I, I'm literally saying these words. I blasphemy you, God. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it's funny now, but when I did it, I for the, you won't, if you watch the video, I was like, I blasphemy you, God.
0: Because you, he's going to strike you down? I don't know what was going to
1: happen. You guys, I'm like I don't know any better. I don't know anything else in my life. This is my world: is church and religion. And so I'm like, I was at that moment, I was actually believing that I was putting my life on the line,
0: right, for For my to show himself to you,
1: for my for my need to have the truth. And I'm like, if he kills me, then I was wrong.
0: (laughs) That's that's it.
1: Mom and dad gonna find my dead body upstairs.
0: <laughs> you didn't write a note? No. Mom, dad, I had to know the truth. But this whole
1: moment, I've, I had been working up to this for weeks. Like <laughs> To I'm, this moment where you're th- gonna say this? Yeah, because I'm like, because again, like I said, I'm thinking I'm risking this, my life. This is too funny. Okay. <laughs> this
0: is awesome. This, like, this
1: is personal. Okay. So I did that. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Days passed, weeks passed. I'm like, he ain't kill me. So I'm like, he's either not real or this is a lie.
0: What it says in the Bible? Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm like, in my I'm like, it's one or the other.
0: But I mean in my head. How would you know that death is the ultimate sin though? Like I don't I mean the, the ultimate punishment.
1: So I do all that, nothing happens, weeks weeks pass, I'm like I'm still here. I haven't gotten in a car wreck, or you know, I mean, like something hasn't happened to me.
0: No tragedies.
1: No tragedies. So I'll say this, and I've actually said this on TV once, when I was interviewed on a local news network. Um, I had a divine experience.
0: Okay.
1: I'm not going to go into details about it, but I, be- I believe I had a divine experience with God, if you will. I say that because I want to respect everybody's. I wanna talk about it in a very acceptable way for a lot of people to consume because I don't want to think everybody believes like I believe. So I believe I had a divine experience with God, if you will. Since and, and since I've since that experienced my life has done a 180. After that moment in my life, that's when shit started to change for me.
0: You get better music your, your faith.
1: Music. Okay. Personal growth. Strength, intelligence, wisdom. Like I began a journey that turned me into the beast I am today. <laughs> but it, it turned me into a much since then I've become a I feel like a very complete person. Mm, okay. I feel very whole.
0: And this happened to you at what age?
1: It happened to me when I was nineteen
0: okay and this is all because you challenged him so
1: i can't, i be mean, that's what i i you don't feel
0: I, like you challenged him.
1: I feel like I challenged god i don't know I can't tell you what his reasoning was i can't i don't know i can't I can't speak for
0: but don't you don't you, do you believe that your story is already written and what's going to happen is going to happen? So do you think that he prepared? He pre, he he was already prepared for that. I, I
1: believe that. I actually do believe that. I believe it's already written.
0: It's already written. So, so that
1: moment was inevitable.
0: Right. So it had to happen.
1: I was gonna crash course. He knew that. that
0: whatever it was that you you were going to challenge him or you were going to have that moment in your life, and he's like, okay. I'm preparing you for this. I'm setting you up for greatness. Now that I'm going to open your your third eye or open up your eyes to see this. Yeah. You have to do something with it. Now, have you done what you needed to do with that, that divine intervention?
1: I'm trying every day. Okay. Okay. And and I would say he knows that.
0: Because if, if he shows himself in whatever form or however it happened for you, Uh you know, then I feel like maybe, you know, are you chosen to do something? Are you destined to be greater than what you are? Or because this can't be it, you know, there's a destiny that needs to be fulfilled.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a whole other conversation because I've spent the last twenty-something years of my life trying to figure that out.
0: I have never wanted to. I I, I have questioned him, but you know that the the Bible says to lean not towards your own understanding. So it's certain things that you shouldn't want to understand or certain things that you won't understand no matter how hard you try. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I live by that because I can go to God and say, God, I don't understand why this is happening to me. And the truth of the matter is, I'm not going to understand. I'm not gonna get an understanding. All I need to know is that he's looking out for me and he has my best interest in mind, so he's gonna take care of me. And whatever is happening to me right now has to happen in order, for whatever reason, to make me stronger, to make me tougher, You know for me to be more compassionate Whatever is happening It has to happen to get me to my next level Yeah And it has to happen the way he wants it to Because it's something greater And if I don't pass that test Guess what I have to retake the test Oh, I I, I never forget I was in church And um, The pastor said that Let me see if I can get this right We always get The lesson After we take the test
1: you can't see it when you're going through it,
0: right? You always understand it after you've already been. Yeah, tested. You, you can't
1: see it when you're in it,
0: right? But when you're in when you're in school, you always get like you know the cheat sheets, and you always get the information that's going to be on the test beforehand. But going through life, it's not until after you've gone through that or you've been tested that you realize that makes sense now.
1: Yeah, you, yeah, one hundred. Right. Yeah. You so, can't see it when you're going through it.
0: I don't know. I, I've never wanted to question him. <laughs> I have never wanted to challenge him. I've never wanted to question him, no matter how hard the times of gotten, no matter what state of mind I've been in. I, I always feel like that's the way that it's supposed to happen. That's your journey. Yeah. That's the way that it's supposed
1: to happen. I mean, I think happen. we all got our own journey. And once Clearly. we
0: understand that, it'll make things a lot easier.
1: Yeah, so I'm still dealing with that.
0: I'm still growing every day, so I'm still living and learning. So. Such is life.
1: I think, I think that you have to get broken and then put back together to be stronger. Most. Broken. Definitely. Broken. Broken. Put You know. Several times. Yeah, I think it's a process. So I went through that hardcore in my That's, 20s. Mm-hmm. I was getting popped every day, <laughs> but With shit.
0: When the pieces come back together, don't you feel a lot stronger? That's what I'm saying.
1: Like now, like I said, it, I only I know this because it's me. But I feel like a complete person. Uh-huh. I don't feel like I have everything, but I feel very whole, right, on the inside.
0: I, I have a lot of joy. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily say complete. I, I don't think I feel complete. I don't know what that feeling would feel like, but I don't think that I have that feeling of completeness yet. But I'm very happy with the way that things, going, things are going in my life. Very, yeah. very happy. And I feel like I'm on a, a good path, you know? Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah, I don't go to church. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to sit here in line <laughs> and say I go every Sunday. I catch some services online. Um, I do go. When I do go to church, I go to the Potter's House uh, with Pastor T.D. Jakes. I always get a really good word. But um, I also watch Joe Osteen. I study my Bible. I pray. Hey, isn't Joe the white guy? Mm-hmm. You discriminating against white people? What you got against white people? No, no, no.
1: no. I'm trying to pinpoint who he is. Is this the is this the white He's preacher out of Houston. who had the church
0: in Houston when it flooded? And they said that he didn't open up the they doors. Didn't. They alleged that he did not open up the doors. I don't know if that's true or not. Exactly. I'm just saying that's what I heard. See about how rumors guy. get started? I'm saying, i don't that's know what I, heard. I, don't I know. wasn't there. So I guess the people that were there, those would be the narrators listen, I'm with, always with regards to that. I, I don't know. I'm I wasn't always, there. But he he still gives a good word. I don't know. I don't listen to the guy. I I, I don't know. listen to preachers. You I mean they're teachers. Regardless of, here's they, the thing, no, why are they bawling? Regardless uh, 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 Why are they bawling? Well well wait a minute. Why are they bawling? Well wait a minute. Let me, let me get this thought out. Regardless if... And you shouldn't be concerned with nobody else's money anyways. Count your own coins.
1: I'm not going to make an excuse for because them. Why are
0: they I'm, I'm not making an excuse for them. But regardless of what they do, don't you think they'll have somebody to answer to at the end of the day? They, uh,
1: if I would and hope it, so. And it's not going to be you. I'm like, so why you need are you concerned with their
0: pockets? I mean, why not? If you because they're, hard in the enough service, for they're in the service
1: industry, right?
0: So sh- just because they're in the service industry, should they not be rewarded? Should they I think not the be rewarded? Be the reward. Should should they not be rewarded for their sacrifices? I
1: think the service should be rewarded. You don't the think reward. that they
0: sacrificed with this, the studies and what they had to learn in order to get in front of the masses and preach?
1: I can't speak to their personal life, but it looks like they are doing very well for themselves.
0: As they should, but. You don't Why know what make. their struggles... You don't know what they struggled from. And neither do I. I'm not defending them, but I'm just saying you can't condemn them because you don't know what their lives have been like. We don't know, know what I'm each saying. waking it look, moment... It, to me, it night. don't look right. Now it don't. But you didn't know him 10 years ago. Boo, Joe? Or any of any these of pastors. Them. Like I didn't know them 10 years ago for me to just step up inside of a church, see what's all glamorous now. It's just like with a rapper or a singer. You, people think that they made it overnight and be like, mm mm-hmm, then they want to start hating on them. You know, you don't know what those struggles, what those past struggles were. You don't know what knock, they had to I can't, lose. I am not going to You don't knock, know how broken they were. I'm not going
1: to knock a rapper because a rapper, my understanding is that it's very clear what a lot of their motives are. I don't think the rapper is known for being in the, in the service and the helping people industry.
0: I'm I'm not saying I'm, I'm I'm talking about the journey. Okay. I'm talking about the journey. We don't know what one person's journey to the next person's journey has been like and what kind of ups and downs they've ex- experienced. And I think it would be um a foolish of us to assume that they just walked into this money. They walked into the pool No, I'm I'm not, I'm not and talking about that. I'm not, all these resources. I'm not
1: saying they don't work. Right. For it. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying I have personal issues with pastors balling out
0: because they drive luxury cars. Yeah. All of
1: it. I, I, the Pope love that guy because he doesn't have, because he doesn't
0: wish to obtain any, any material wealth.
1: Love that guy. Love that guy. Do
0: you like nice things?
1: Yeah, but I'm not a preacher.
0: So I'm not in the service industry. But you're saying that a preacher, I'm not, I'm not hustling. You are in the service. Why are they hustlers?
1: I don't know. That's what it looks like it's, to me. But
0: you know what the crazy part is, some of them it's like one bad apple bunch. I'm not spoils saying they're all the bad. I know, but I'm one bad saying. apple spoils the bunch. And I think they get a negative, you know, a negative reputation based on what some of these other preachers and pastors have done and I get it. I understand why. I'm just saying. Because we we, we as meaning society look at them like they are the biggest crooks. You know that there ever were because they just finessing all these people out of their money, they I, think, I think. and you know just and they they gaining off, they profiting off of the Lord and the they, Bible. They
1: pouring, they profiting off poor people. I'm gonna ask you this. Ask me. What God do you to tithe for?
0: Let me let me let me ask you this. If you go to church mm-hmm. and you're sitting in church with those lights on mm-hmm. and with that air conditioner running. And with all these people running cameras, you don't think that those people deserve a check? You don't think that these lights have to be paid? You think you can just come up in this church and you expect me to pay the bill. So that's just like I don't go. that's just like a man coming up in my house and he wanna stay here rent free. And he think that that's supposed to be okay and I'm supposed to foot all the this, bills. This, this were, this is, this I'll is, be damned. This is what we this Hey, <laughs> hey, listen to me now. I'll be damned. This is the difference. Did you hear me? I hear
1: you. Okay. I hear you. This is the difference. I would be okay if they sold it that way.
0: They don't have to why do they have to sell it that way? That's no, 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 obvious. No. If they said no. How no, because I talk
1: to people who don't think of it that way. I talk to a lot of people that that needed money, needed groceries, needed stuff personally, and they're like, I'm not gonna buy this food, I'm not gonna do this stuff, I'm gonna pay my tithe. I'm like fucking feed yourself what are you doing you have to eat god don't need that money he needs that money that church needs that money they need that to keep the lights on they need that god don't need that what god gonna do with money that's my beef with it i have a strong beef with it because i'm like just sell it for what it is can you guys donate money to the church so we can keep the lights on I would be okay with but, that. I'm like, you know what? Here's some money.
0: Regardless of what they do with the money, it's not left up for you to be the judge of how they should spend it. That would be between them and God once, you know. Well, I'm not going to be,
1: I'm not falling for it. Okay. I have I a lot not, of personal issues with it I'm because. I'm not saying that
0: you should. I'm just not the one. Here's the thing. I'm just not the one to say, you know, what you're doing with this money. Why you ain't putting this money here? You should be doing this with that money. If I give, if I tithe, you know, then whatever you do with it, that's on you. I gave in faith. You know. So I feel like I'm going to be giving whatever it is that I need that that I need and that he wants me to have because of my faith. I'm not trying to buy anything, I'm giving. Mm-hmm. You know, based on my relationship with God. So whether I give to a charity, whether it's me tithing my time, whether it's me tithing my money, whatever I do, that's between me and God. He mm-hmm. knows my heart. So that's that's my relationship with him.
1: So and let me clarify, I'm only speaking from personal experience. I'm not speaking I've never I haven't been to every church in the United States, clearly. I'm only talking about directly being at like rural Harvest Church and I and the pastor almost was he a crook? I don't know. I just know that sitting in there and knowing how I felt when he would get up there and talk about why we need to tithe and kind of almost like guilt. I remember sitting there and feeling pressure to give my money. And when they would pass the plate around and I wouldn't put anything in it and people would. "Mm." I'm like, this ain't right. I'm like, you don't no nobody have to tell me this feels wrong to me. I don't like how this makes me feel. I can't imagine that God would want me to feel this way. I should be happy about giving, which I do now to homeless people. I donate things. I feel good about that. It makes me feel guilty inside because I know I'm giving something directly to somebody who needs it. I'm not giving it to this church that's balling out of control, in my opinion. <laughs> I got issues with it, clearly. Okay,
0: and a lot of people do. That is like a huge topic of discussion. A lot of people have have the, that same feeling.
1: And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to any of your
0: beliefs. No, I don't any, take it personally at kind of all. I feel like everyone is entitled to their own opinion, and for whatever reason, whatever you've experienced has brought you to that. Yeah. You know, and clearly. I'm, I'm, and I say, if you don't want to give to the church, don't give to the church. If you feel that way about giving, then don't give.
1: My battery about to die. I got a back in my pocket though.
0: Good for you, but. Uh,
1: Boom! This was good. I like what we did here.
0: Yeah, it's about us. It's cool. I like it too. So, anyways, that's our time. We're getting ready to wrap. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you check us out. Not next week. The week after. What are we
1: gonna talk about next week?
0: We'll, we shall see Tomorrow I'm going to the St. Patrick's Day Parade Yeah, yeah, yeah So when you see this, it'll actually be Saturday So I'll be at the parade So i have the parade to discuss And then I have a photo shoot on Sunday So you got new images coming up Oh, and then I got a photo shoot the Saturday after So I got a whole bunch of stuff You're good. getting busy on that work On that work, on that work, 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 work Make sure you check us out on Instagram Elevators1209 Also on YouTube Also on Podbean Also on iTunes also on Google Play Google now. Google Play now. yeah. And then you can hit Sky. What's that website? So they can go and catch S- all those dot
1: Skyent.live.
0: And you can click on the link that will take you to all of those different mediums, baby. We on. We out. We in this thing, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Put out music every week of the year. Peace. And vlog. You know what? I'm going to start doing that <laughs> vlogging thing one day. I think it's really cool. I just got to find the time. Peace out. I shouldn't have did that (laughs) This is the Trekkie sign (laughs) (laughs) This is the Trekkie (laughs) sign